This is Radio Trivia Podcast Edition, episode 124. And with me for this grand adventure, we have Guillaume Viette. Guillaume Veillette. Veillette. Oh, shit. i got to start this out. <laughs> Guillaume Veillette. Yes, it's me, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for, for doing this. Hey, I, I know you always like to be on a podcast. You don't have to edit, so, you know. <laughs> Indeed. But this is a good one, you know, extra bonus. It's uh, it's always fun. Well, we don't do these too often. Um, I, I needed a break after the craziness of E3, and I was on plenty of stuff anyway during, <laughs> during that period, <laughs> so uh, I, I took a break. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but we got a good lineup here. Guillaume is mostly in the dark. He has one game that he knows about. Oh my god. So, yeah, he's he's screwed. That's the thing. Like the first time that I did one of these, uh I think that you picked most of my uh picks and so everything went so well, but by the second one, like it was clear that I had I I'm terrible. I'm rubbish at this game. <laughs> so, I hope I hope it's going to be like if not games that I've yeah, like I hope that at least the games that I won't guess I haven't played. Otherwise, it's just it's just too humiliating. When you know you should know, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all been there though. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna go on with the first game.
Well, that sure was jazzy, or yeah, like I'm, I'm, I think I've got a pretty good guess, but uh, there are some instruments in there that I don't feel were actual instruments. Like, what was that wow, 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 wow thing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but to quote Johnny from, I don't know, maybe the last episode, I feel like I'm in Vegas and things are going really well. <laughs>
definitely something that I've played, and I think that my first guess was completely wrong. Uh, I've got more guesses, and um, <laughs> I really have no idea. I'm hoping that the clue, uh, that the question will clue me in. But this is a neat track. I, I feel like things are going a little bit less well than in the first <laughs> track, though. Yeah, I think I lost most of my money, and, and I'll hold up in like a a rundown uh, Motel Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's your question. Your hint, if you will. This game features an isolated, explicit homage to what other notable game? If that isn't a pick-me-up song, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely something I've played, and I, I quickly looked up the games that you've used before, and my two guesses you've never <laughs> used, so I, it's just like head or tails, basically. Um, this is from the Mario series, right? Yes. Okay, so... And it's something I've played a lot of, but geez, like I, I, it makes me realize that I need to pay more attention to the music when I'm playing because I like these tracks. Uh, I can't put them in context. Like I have, I'm gonna go with uh, Mario Kart 8. Oh. Mm, it mm. could also have been 3D World. 
It, it was 3D World, oh, yes. All right. Uh, mm, mm, yeah. Uh, this is Mario 3D World, man. It has a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 does too, um, but I definitely like this one more. It's just, I don't know, it's all over the place. It's happy, it's sad, it's energetic, it's peaceful. At, at times it feels like Galaxy, at times it's its own mm-hmm. thing. It's, just, it's, it's a great soundtrack, and... Um, it's a great game too. I mean, it's just a whole lot of fun. I know there's been a lot of talk about it recently, but I, damn it, I wanted to use this game. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it is. I, I really liked it, and I, I was thinking of going back to it. So if only I, I had been faster about doing that, I, I probably <laughs> would have been like it would have been more fresh in my mind, and I would have guessed correctly. Um, but yeah, like the the fact is, th- those tracks I remembered, and because they were still kind of. You know, so vivid in my mind, I was like, well, it must be from the more recent Mario Kart 8. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, there's a Luigi's Mansion level. It fits with a second track. You know, let's give it a shot. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was completely, uh, you fooled me. Yeah, there are they're, they're, they're ghost houses in uh, this game, too. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this game um, has a very big soundtrack. I'd say that most of it's very good. Um, I didn't choose the most memorable songs in, in the game, mm-hmm. but um, that was kind of intentional, of to be frank. It, but uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff in there, and uh, some of it just you may not notice it. Like like you're saying, it just it fits really well, but it, it at times it just sort of um, I don't want to say it fades into the background because it doesn't, but. Um, I can understand why you you couldn't quite place it. Right, like the the more distinctive one I think was the uh, the ghost level one. Um, but yeah, like the first track originally I thought, well, this kind of reminds me of uh, Donkey Kong Country, like the uh, Returns Tropical Freeze. But maybe it could be that. But the the like the other the other uh, tracks didn't fit at all. Um, that first track I chose it because it kind of reminded me of maybe like a Sonic Advance song or something when he's in the casino or whatever, but uh, sure. I don't know if anyone else is going to get that reference. <laughs> um. <laughs> is um, So is that track, is it uh, for, for the uh, the kind of the bonus level, like based on uh, Super Mario 2, where you need to get the cherries? Uh, you know, the slot game? Uh, no, the, that song is um, like lifted straight out of Mario 2, the 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 slot game okay. one. Um, the, the first song was um, the Histograph Battle. When you're fighting the snake right. monarchy. Oh, okay. I don't know why they have a casino theme for that, but that is weird. But uh, the, the setting is kind of a circus, <laughs> so it still kind of true. fits. Yeah. Okay. It's funny that the other game you were thinking of was Mario Kart Eight because the um, the bonus question is asking about um, a kind of isolated level that uh, that plays an homage to another game, right. and uh, that other game is Super Mario Kart. Uh, very explicitly, it has. Uh, yeah, it looks like Mario Kart. It sounds like Mario Kart. It is one of the songs from Mario Kart. Right. It, 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 it. That's what it is. And is the is that level a closed loop? I can't remember. But you you go on boost pads. I don't and, think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, but you go on boost pads and yeah, you're just constantly running basically. Yeah. No, that is a fun level. Um, I, at first, I was going to say, oh yeah, like of course, like there's a reference to Zelda, but that was in 3D Land. I'm all mixed up in my Mario games. There, there is a Zelda reference, I think. It's it's buried deep in the bowels of 3D World, but I think there is one of the uh, bonus areas, like um, kind of like like back in Mario. You know, how there are like some areas that are more like Mario Sunshine with 
The Piantas. Um, are they? Well, there? no, not no. like the Piantas. No, no. I'm thinking of the ones that are just sort of like sort of in outer space or in wherever, where it just sort of like switches on the ground. Right. And that's all there is, or, or you know, platforms on the ground. It's it's one of those areas. And at the very end of it, I I guess the shape of the tiles make up like eight bit Link from the original Zelda. Oh, right. And when you beat it, it yeah. it starts playing a really crappy version of the Zelda theme or something. <laughs> you're, you're such a harsh critic. It, it's bad. I, I deleted it from the playlist. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been so long since I played it. Uh, I really need to revisit it because I, yeah, like so so many details that I've forgotten. And yeah, the soundtrack, I, I need to, uh, I don't know, I need to put on some headphones or something because this, uh, these great tracks just pass me by, it seems. I, or maybe I'm just too good, you know, I finish these levels in one go and it's just, well, okay. Like, I, I'm never going to hear that music again. There was no reason to. <laughs> I don't. I think most of the songs show up a couple of times, oh, but okay. um, uh, yeah, I played this game mostly by myself, as probably most people did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did play, um, I don't know, about a world, maybe a world and a half, with other people, and it worked a lot better than the new Super Mario Brothers games. Um, I thought in multiplayer, mm-hmm. still chews up lives like nothing else, but it's. Uh, you feel like you're combating other people less, you know? Yeah. You're not really competing for the same footholds the same way you are in a 2D game. Yeah, although we, we still manage uh, over here to get in each other's way and uh, kind of grab uh, each other when we didn't need uh, when we didn't want to. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, especially when you're just trying to jump uh, for the, the, the goal pole. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, we would just pick each other up and, whoops, I didn't mean to do that, and then... Uh, yeah, but it's not the most... There are other games that cause more tension uh, in, in, in my relationship with uh, with Karen. Like, definitely uh, Donkey Kong Country is... is yeah, that, that was a... They, should, they, they had no business making that multiplayer. Oh, no. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just keep it just nice and simple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 3D World was more... Um, I don't know. I, I would recommend it more uh, to couples, I guess. And, uh, yeah, Donkey Kong Country, not so much. They're both not easy platformers, but Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is well, pretty darn hard. Yeah, it's kind of like Battletoads back in the day, where it was kind of designed to be harder when you were playing co-op, which is yeah. kind of a mind-blowing, you know concept like like, isn't it supposed to be the opposite right but then i guess that donkey kong is a uh rarest franchise you know like even though retro made this one like maybe they were trying to keep it in this the spirit of rare and uh rare who made battletoads you know so there's a connection there okay there's a history i'm not gonna disagree yeah there's a history of uh you know dick moves to co-op players Huh. I think they should have just made it when one person dies, the other person takes over, just like in the old Super Nintendo games. Yeah. I think that would have been... Right. Honestly, uh, you won't be playing at the same time, but um, I, I think that that's a more tolerable co-op mode. Right. And, and 3D World was really made easier uh, playing co-op uh, overall, you know, because as long as one person survives, the other person can come back into play 
and、uh, it really helps, especially when you're trying to pick up the, the stamps or the extra stars in each level. Oh yeah, you you could just like commit suicide to get that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to think about it so much. All right, we should go on to the next game, which、uh, I don't know if、uh, Guillaume is going to get or not. We'll see. Hmm. Was interesting. I, I'm not sure if it's something I've played, but it seemed to want to evoke, you know, 8-bit gaming. There was an interesting mix of that flute and、uh, some, you know, old-school sound effects. Yeah, that's that's the main reason I like the soundtrack. Is it's a weird juxtaposition of modern-sounding stuff and very 8-bit stuff. And although other games, I guess, do that, this one doesn't in a very distinct way in my mind. Yeah.
God, I feel like I'm being trolled. It just uh, if it's not if it's something I haven't played, it's definitely referencing games that I've played. Um, <laughs> and I do have one guess in mind, but if that music is in that game, it's hiding somewhere deep in the menus where I never found it. Hmm. Well, here's your uh, hint question: What term is used to describe the optional levels? in which blocks are thicker. I think I withdraw what I said about this uh, podcast being fun because it's torture. Ah! I feel like <laughs> this is something I've played, and I'm just like, and 
these tracks are really good. I feel like I could listen to them all day, but I cannot put my finger on where they're from. The question did not help me. Uh, they weren't drilled into your brain, huh? By by the maddening puzzles that, that yeah. you had trouble solving. Right. So definitely a puzzle game, but I can't even tell like where, which platform or I don't know. Oh man! All right, I'll, I'll just let you know what it is. This is Crash Mo for the 3DS. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah, this is Crash Mo, um, a game that I only uh, recently picked up. Um, I, I got to be honest, I don't like the art style of these games. No. Um, and that was a huge deterrent to me buying this game. It took me like two years. I don't know what when did when did this game come out? 2012. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I'm not going to do uh, research, but uh, yeah, sure. So I, I think it took me two years to buy this game, primarily because of the cutscene that they always showed uh, um, in the advertisement or promotional videos for it, where it's the really creepy, like, super smooth, simple animation, like the Hello Kitty style, like, head turning very slowly and smoothly. You're using references that I don't understand. I don't think I've ever seen Hello Kitty outside of, you know, the merchandise. Um, Um, Okay. But yeah, no, I think I know what you mean. Like, kind of like, it looks like, not South Park, but um, I don't know. No, smooth. Smooth animation. (laughs) Smooth. Okay. All right. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's... It's a style of animation that uh, doesn't really appeal to me. Okay. <clears throat> and um, but in the game, it's actually okay, other than the cutscenes, like I said. But right. Other than that, this game's a lot of fun. It's really difficult. It and, is. And uh, I think at this point, I've gotten through maybe eighty of the puzzles. I, I, I've done pretty good, but um, I, I think I've hit a wall, and it's like, okay, I got my money's worth. Yeah, but the the good thing is that you can skip um, levels. Yes, that's right? true. For yeah. the most part. So, I don't know. If one of them stumps you completely, you can just uh, move on and and then maybe go back to it later. Um, I, I thought Crash Mo maybe, maybe less so, but Push Mo, uh, the, uh, the tutorial went for went on for way too long. And so... I, I no, Puffa Blocks I, is really annoying in this game, too. Oh, yeah. I, I can assure you. Okay. But yeah, so the the difficulty takes a long time to get to where I'd want it in a puzzle game. Um, and yeah, like it's a little bit maddening to keep being interrupted by the grandpa and just, uh, okay, well, let me explain this and this and this. And uh, are you going to remember everything? And um, yeah, it's not a pleasant experience to have to, to click yes and no and yes and no to uh, mm-hmm. all these explanations. But um no, once once the game gets going, like it's really, I can't think really of any other puzzle games that have the same concept, except maybe like people say, well, it kind of looks like Catherine on the the PlayStation and the Xbox. But other than that, like it, it's pretty unique, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a ton of fun. And then Crash Mo, you're kind of uh, um, rescuing these birds that look slightly angry. I, I don't know if yes. that's a reference, a direct reference by Nintendo to, uh, you know, <laughs> another they, they popular franchise. They just look a little off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The little t- twi- tweaked off that you're, you know, going up there to get them or something. Yeah, they just know. look familiar to me. I don't know where I've seen them before. <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought... Yeah, I, I thought that maybe this music came from Pushmo World, but you picked up the 3DS version, I guess because it was on sale? Uh, actually, it was not on sale when I purchased it. I bought it... Um, 
I don't know, maybe like in March or April. It took me a while to actually use the game, so mm. I've had it for a while. But um, it certainly wasn't when it went on sale. It was well before that. Right. Yeah, I, I um, no, it's a good series. I still haven't gotten the Wii U game. Um, there's so there, there seems to be some overlap, so I'm not sure if I want to. I still have other games to play before I get to that. So, um, but yeah, the the both of them, Pushmo and Crashmo, there's they're very different mechanics, even though the games look identical and use the same assets for the most part. Um, just the way that the, the blocks react when you move them around, I, I thought made Crash Mo, which came second, uh, very refreshing to play. And uh, yeah, like even I, I would recommend, I actually prefer Crash Mo, and I, re- I would recommend to people who perhaps did not enjoy Push Mo that much to just go on, like go ahead and pick up the second game because uh, it, it's, it changes the formula just enough to be a little bit more interesting. So as someone who's like me, who's only played Crash Mode, which I'm sure I'm in the minority, hmm. um, does it make sense to pick up Push Well, yeah, like maybe you'll have the, like maybe it will have the same effect for you. Maybe you'll think, oh, okay, like this is interesting, this is different. Um, and, and a lot of people actually prefer Push Mode, so maybe I'm just the outlier here. I, I think that there's enough difference in the mechanics um, to, to warrant uh, purchasing both. If you if you crave more of that kind of experience, like even if you hit a wall with this one, uh, the push mode might be different enough for you to kind of find it refreshing and, and interesting. Cool. Well, before we go on, we should answer the question. Um, it, Crash Mode has a couple of like optional levels and other things you can do on it, and one of mm-hmm. them is uh, I guess you go to the the grandpa guy and. He has these things he calls prototypes, where the blocks are twice as thick, I think. I think it's twice as thick. Maybe more, I don't know, maybe it's... Right. In the main game, it's just one square deep. Yeah. But I, I think in the prototypes, there are two or possibly even more in some cases. Okay. Thick. And uh, you can tell the game chugs a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, when, I mean, seriously, the frame rate gets, like, drops in half when you're playing these things. Mm. And I have to wonder if they intentionally made them required and due to performance reasons they just sort of said well let's just put them off in the corner because they're not as important not as impressive but you know we created them and you know we don't want to throw them away right i I just uh i don't see how that game is graphically intensive enough to actually make the 3ds chug i yeah i don't know but it, it was chugging wow the engine was optimized for one block thick, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so the, uh, the 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 name of the mode is prototype mode. Yeah, there there are a bunch of prototypes. There's like ten prototypes. They're just okay. called prototypes. Hmm. No, it's a cool game, and I, I recommend checking it out. If you've got a Wii U, I hear that Pushmo World is good, and the price seems right. So I'll probably eventually uh, get around to playing it. Um, but Crash Mode is my favorite, and uh, it's pretty cool when you put the both icons next to each other. The, the little character, Malo, um, is kind of doing a sumo... Uh, how do you call that move? Like, he's just, like, stomping oh. the ground? Yeah. So the two icons is just uh, kind of a, a very rough animation of that move. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, I did want to point out that that second song had something that sounded very much like a Tchaikovsky march at the end, preceded by like a Dragon Quest battle entrance. 
noise. <laughs> so I, I thought that was completely crazy to have in this game, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but again, you're using references that I just, uh, other than Dragon Quest, I'm just like, okay, I, I don't get Hello Kitty and I don't get Tchaikovsky either. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I know exactly what this is for a change. And uh, this series has always had good music, and uh, but this this entry is particularly good. And uh, good job finding something that's not a remix. Man, you're giving way too much here. It's only the first song. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a listener request, by the way. Cool.
Oh, this ser- this just makes me happy. It's uh, <laughs> it's just great. Here's your question, Guillaume. Which power-up summons a dragon-like creature? collection of a dragon-like power-up and am i going to make a fool out of myself after being so confident <laughs> i don't i don't know I, I used a game fact here so it could be it could be typ error here too hmm so this is kirby triple triple deluxe right now you're really making a fool of yourself oh no uh th- this is a request by roy koopa 64 Eric Lopez from Garland, Texas, and this is Kirby's Return to Dreamland, which uh, I thought was like your favorite game of all time, dude. (laughs) Okay, well, Kirby Triple Deluxe is a little bit more fresh in my mind, all right? And I I just, Uh, I, also it was inconceivable, inconceivable that you would not have already used it. Well, I haven't played either of those games yet, so Hmm. um, it is very conceivable. Uh, I don't have a very good reason why. I I think... um, I got very soured on um, Squeak Squad, which I, I want to say I reviewed, mm. and uh, it was during a period of time where I was already kind of angry and and, and pissed off at some video games, um, and uh, so I, I think it really left a bad mark in my mind. Oh wow! So I've I've been um, reluctant to go back to a mainline Kirby game, even though I love Kirby's Adventure. Huh. So Kirby Squeak Squad was a, an actual mainline Kirby game. It played like a mainline Kirby game, but it wasn't developed by Hal. Right. I, I think that I haven't played that one, so maybe that's what saved me. I just yes. uh, I know Good how to you. pick them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's no good reason for me not to play. I mean, I, I I was a huge fan of Kirby's Adventure back in the day, mm-hmm. and this clearly is um, one giant homage to that as well as other games, but very much uh, Kirby's Adventure. Right judging by everything I've seen and read about the game. 
Yeah, Kirby's Adventure and also, of course, uh, uh, Kirby Superstar, which kind mm -hmm. of uh, brought in like this idea that every power-up would have tons of different moves to it. Sure. Um, so th there's definitely a lot of that in Return to Dreamland and in Triple Deluxe. Um, yeah, no, it was just a great game, and uh, it's fun to go through the first time, and you're kind of, uh, you know, like, you're kind of a tourist in this world, like, you just, uh, it's very easy, very, uh, um, yeah, like, it, except maybe on the last world, like, you, you can get through most stages without really dying, without really any challenge, um, and the game picked up a lot for me uh, on the second playthrough, because there's always a hard mode in Kirby games, right. or almost always, and, uh, there they, they just uh, they started playing with like different sizes of enemies like they uh, different speeds uh, the, the challenges it's more like okay we're gonna put m more enemies against you uh, it was also things like well this uh, waddle deed that's racing with you in the background with a key uh, now he's way faster and uh, you're actually gonna have to think about how you're you're going to approach this course mm -hmm. obstacle course or um, yeah, things like that. Like the the enemies pose more of a threat, not just because they hit harder, but because of their their, their placement is smarter. You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, lots of good memories, and just makes me. It just reminds me that yeah, I haven't finished hard mode, so I should get to that. And there was also this really addictive mode where um, they would pit you in uh, obstacle course designed specifically for one particular power up. You know, mm, so I, like, I like those situations. They they have some things like that in uh, some other Kirby games that I, I always like when they do that. Right, and, and this is really like you have to execute everything perfectly and use the whole repertoire of moves uh, to get through. If you want to get the ultra, you know, like the the the, the platinum medal at the end, mm -hmm. like they, they'll rank you go, uh, bronze, silver, and gold, and then of course there's like the hidden platinum if you're really really good. So I haven't gotten all of those yet, and, and I really need to get to that. You're very much a completionist. I didn't realize well, this. Well, not particularly, especially since I haven't done that yet. But it's just <laughs> that the game was so much fun, you know. Like I, I yeah. won't do that because it's just uh, it's more fun. Um, and yeah, like there was um, the, the the Kirby collection that came afterwards, which apparently had these same levels but expanded. Uh, I think they had a couple more. Um, the, these kind of challenge levels, but I never I got totally that. I totally forgot because, that game out. <laughs> yeah, well, it never came out in Canada. Uh, I think because of our language laws. They, they would have had to uh, translate old ROMs, and I guess that they oh. didn't want to do that, so uh, they were like, well, no, we don't need Quebec. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, these laws that are supposed to protect me and my culture and my language are really uh, preventing me from getting my hands on good video games. It's, um, it's yeah, it's a great injustice. You can't. It's not even on the eShop. Oh, it was Wii, right? It yeah, was Wii it was game. Wii. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, um, to answer the question, it, assuming I got this correctly, mm -hmm. there's uh, there are regular power-ups that are very much traditional Kirby power-ups, and then there are a handful of these like souped-up power-ups that are maybe more akin to like. When you transformed in Kirby um, yarn, um, epic yarn, right, right, and um, in one of those you have this flame dragon or something that you can direct or whatever. I, I don't know. Oh Does that wow! Ring any bell? 
Um, well, it's been a while. Like, this was, uh, what, 2012 at the latest? Right? It was probably before that, mm. wasn't it? I don't yeah, know Kirby, Kirby Triple Deluxe is fresh as my, in my mind, and Return to Dreamland is uh, but a distant memory. You know, clearly, every time you play a new game, it pushes an old game out of your memory. Well, I, I play too many <laughs> games. I just uh, I think that's what I should get out of this. <laughs> I should slow down and smell the roses and really enjoy my Kirby games fully before moving on. I'm glad I had you on for this one, because I know you're a big fan of the game. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. If you see it, um, I don't know what the prices are out there. Like, probably you'll have to overpay, but uh, really? it's probably worth it. Mm. Well, I have no idea. I, I haven't checked. If you get a good deal, ju- do jump on it. Okay. And if not, well, Kirby Triple Deluxe is, like, you can download that. Yeah. Triple Deluxe, you can download it. There's, It's, it's never going to run out, and uh, it's probably as good. That sure was zany, wacky, just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh.
I feel pretty good about this one, if only because I think it might not be something I've played. It's quite possible. Hmm. So in this game's earliest phase of development, it used which classic game franchise? I didn't find the first two tracks all that particularly compelling and kind of says something that the third one that I, you know, is kind of a remix is more interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I'm confused as hell by your question. <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing this is Yoshi's New Island? It's not a bad guess. Um, it's not correct, but it's actually not a bad guess at all. Hmm. This is Yoshi Touch and Go for... The Nintendo DS. Oh, I haven't played that in forever. Yeah, yeah. So this was, uh, I'd call this the Steel Diver of the Nintendo DS, except Steel Diver did show up on Nintendo DS. Right. It's, um, it's like basically a tech demo that they released as a full game mm -hmm. um, really early in the game, uh, in the console's um, life, or the handheld's life. Right. And uh, one reason I wanted to use this game is because um, mm -hmm. at, at E3 this year, they had two games that kind of felt like um, successors to, to this game in a sense. They had um, um, Kirby. Kir Kirby's Rainbow Curse. Yes. And uh, the Yoshi um, Woolly World. Yoshi World, Woolly World. Right, yeah. 
I just feel like this game was kind of the the first thing to try to do anything kind of like Canvas Curves. You're drawing um, clouds, I think it was, on on the screen, and it was an auto-scrolling game where you you just sort of kept waddling forward, and uh, you had to enable him to maneuver around the obstacles. Yeah, it was a high-score game. Uh, These levels were randomly generated, as far as I can remember, and uh, you were trying to collect coins and to... Were there enemies? Like, were you trying to swallow enemies or to shoot them? I don't remember. Um, I really don't remember. It's uh, such a footnote in the history of video games. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't buy a DS right when it came out, um, but Yoshi was one of the games that I picked up when, when I did get one. Like I, I went back and got that and Pack Picks, and I got kind of Oof. the same impression out of both of them. You know, like these are interesting ideas, but maybe it was, you know, they're they're. Yeah, they're not fleshed out enough to be a full game. Yeah. Um, so I was glad that at least Pack Picks, I probably paid, uh, you know, n- not too much for it. Like, it was probably on sale, but I, knowing Nintendo, probably I paid full price for uh, Yoshi. And uh, that's probably one of the reasons why I got rid of it. <laughs> I was just a, a broke student and I needed uh, some money for some more fleshed out game experiences. But at this point, I'm. Those are probably the games that I regret selling the most because they, they were interesting, and sometimes I, I do miss that uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, that kind of creativity with uh, Nintendo hardware because we haven't really seen that with a Wii U. Like I don't know if they're holding back or if they feel like, well, like we we need to pack everything together in a compilation like Nintendo Land or, or what. I, I don't I, I don't want to see any more Yoshi touch and go releases. I'm sorry. Now no. they have the eShop now, which lets yeah. them release things smaller size and charge a reasonable price for it. Mm-hmm. So but you know the game in Wario is kind of the maybe the equivalent for Wii U of even that was more of a compilation thing, but it, it wasn't really that fleshed out even as a compilation game, so Right. No, I feel like this could be at home on the eShop, and Pack Picks could be at home on the eShop, and uh, Pac Man mm-hmm. Versus could be at home on the eShop. Yeah, These are yeah. all ideas that were too early for their time, and not because, you know, they were also groundbreaking and revolutionary, but because they were just shorter, smaller experiences, bite sized, and back then there didn't seem to be a way to sell those. You know, or at least like a full retail release was not really the ideal way to push them onto consumers. Yeah, I don't know. Yoshi Touch and Go could have been an iPhone game. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So ahead of its time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so curiously, there there is an um, an interview on the Insider. Um, I guess it was translated by Insider as an old article. And uh, it was interviewing two of the developers at Nintendo, and they said that this game originally started off as a balloon trip game. Which oh, really? I can kind of get, given the structure. It's kind of like, like you said, I don't know if it's randomly generated, but it's kind of like six stages, or maybe mm-hmm. six um, uh, areas, if not yeah. stages. Well, tile sets. Yeah. Let's t- say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I-, I could definitely see this being, you know, endless balloon trip inspired yeah and uh they they kind of did something with balloon trip with the um uh with nintendo land actually but 
yeah, it's not exactly touch and go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am having a hard time picturing it because, yeah, like you, you don't shoot anything in Balloon Trip. You don't, uh, there's not really, you don't do anything with clouds or you don't trace a path that's much more direct. Yeah, but I, I could see this as being some sort of spin off where they allowed you to draw a line or something to trace their path. I mean, I, I, could, I could see something like that, so. Right. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, uh, one last game here, and Guillaume does know this game, unless uh, he's forgotten already. Oh, uh, you could have pretended. Huh? <laughs> Let me have something. I already said at the beginning you knew one of them. recorded this myself uh i hope please i apologize if there's any uh audio quality issue but oh I, I i'm think... sure it's fine thank you very mm. much for recording these by the way uh, not a problem but yeah that that track was sure set in a certain time period and i would dare say a genre
And the hope here is that people have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what's going on anymore, DM. <laughs> so who's reading the question? You're welcome to read the question. I have no idea what's going on right now. All right. Well, uh, what happens when you feed a character their all-time favorite food? You're just trolling them. That's the same song as the previous one. You know what? I hadn't even realized that even as I was recording them. Jeez, I just realized it now. Uh, uh, no, I love it. That's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this game is uh, Tomodachi Life. And uh, oh boy, like the soundtrack is all over the place. Uh, th sure these is. are. Yeah, the, these are all, all the tracks that I could record without any uh, sound effects interrupting them or, you know, overlapping with them. And also, like, there, there are certain tracks that you can only listen to when certain events happen. So, yeah. anyway, these were all kind of uh, convenient to use. And I swear I wasn't trying to troll anyone, really, with that, that the second and third one. Uh, yeah, so I spent, like, an hour picking songs for this game only to realize that I was picking songs from the Japanese-only uh, original. And, um, boy, it has a zany soundtrack, too, let me tell you. I'm sure. Um, and I'll, I'll probably uh, throw in some of those, too, just because otherwise, I don't know when I'd use them. Yeah, someone who's more, you know, says one of those people, those people who uh, put soundtracks on YouTube really need to get on it because... Uh, yeah, and I, I'm really surprised all the time by the, the, the music that you hear in this game, and it's always goofy or weird, but it's always good. I mean, like, I, I really like that little uh, kind of music box tune. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's really pretty. It, and, it actually uh, reminds me of uh, Wario Land 3. Um, yeah. Wario Land 3, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I still need to get around to that one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can only, I can't speak to to this game, but in the soundtrack for the Japanese original, it, it's all over the map, and and sometimes it sounds like um, I don't know Animal Crossing. Sometimes it sounds like um, like Mystical Ninja. Um, it, it just it's just batshit insane, and um, I love it. Right. I don't know I don't well, know if this one has a more international. Uh, orientation where it sounds slightly less Japanese, but I doubt it given it's just crazy Japanese. <laughs> right. Well, you can, you know, you can tell like the first was an RPG, right? It was the battle music for Tomodachi Quest, which is an event that pops up uh, basically twice a day. And it's this very, very simplified RPG minigame that you can play. And it's basically two buttons. And there, there's not too much to it, but uh, the music, at least, I think, is spot on. Um, and there's uh, the, the second music was from this compatibility tester that you can check out. 
and uh, it's it's very steamy. I don't know. It's very very like soap opera or you know that, that kind of vibe. If you know, if not downright, you know, pornographic. Just, just say lo- love hotels. Just, just yeah, say it. Okay, sure. It's Nintendo. <laughs> you can say it. Love right. hotels. Yeah, it's directly from Love Hotels, from Nintendo's own Love Hotels. Um, and yeah, the third one was from a music box that you can get uh, give to your residents, and they they sit like they they don't sit they they lie on the floor in their bellies and they watch the little not ballerina, but usually it's like a building from your island or something, or it could be one of your me's, uh, uh, you know, spin in place while the music plays. And uh, eventually you have to crank it up again. You have to wind it up. And mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things that's really funny about this game. Like all these me's are, well, in my game, they're all me's of people around me. And most of them are adults. And all the me's and really act like children you know they can't do anything for themselves and they get such a sad face when the the music box runs out you know and they're just oh you know i was listening to that and now i'm, I'm just so sad and uh, you, you can't help but want to just wind it up and then maybe exit that screen when it's still wound up because then you, you leave them on a high note you know the impression i get of this series is that everyone's basically six-year-olds yeah, like the you need to feed them. Unfortunately, they they don't starve if you don't feed them. But yeah, like the you feed them and they they you know the, they have four reactions to the food. It's just like well, either they hate it, they don't like it, they like it, or they love it. And then there are steps below and above that where like they really you know like they absolutely it's the worst food they've ever had or it's the best food they've had. So, so what and, happens if you give them their favorite food ever? Uh, the uh, all t- super all-time favorite is uh, when you give them that, they just seem to freeze up in place, and then they rumble, and they <laughs> shoot off into space. Yes. And you hear kind of like space chatter, you know, like over radio, and you see them like exit the Earth, uh, the Earth's atmosphere while they say, Yum! And wow. it's just beautiful. I, I think the first time it happened was uh, with my mom's me, and uh, she really, really likes uh, roast beef. What can I say? And just like shot off into space. <laughs> it's wonderful. And did she come back? Uh, yeah, they just popped back at, uh, into their apartment after that, and oh. uh, they're extra happy. And there's this little meter that shows like it keeps going up, and uh, when um, you do something that pleases them and uh, eventually they, they gain levels but all the levels do is that you, you, you can give them a new gift and you do that that they can play with or you can give them new items there's not really I don't know it's very very much a kind of an addictive leveling up um, mechanic you know it's, it's absolutely pointless but you want to see the numbers go up because you know it's kind of designed that way. They they want you to be addicted to to making these mees happy. Um, why why should I level them up? Well, just you know, to you give them stuff to level them up so that you give them more stuff. Like it's uh, as Johnny said on Radio for Nintendo. It's kind of an aquarium, you know, for your mees. Uh, there's not really much of a game here, and it's really more like you observe them and you see. You watch them, you know, play it under Nintendo 3DSs and maybe hang out with other Miis. Uh, 
that, you know, perhaps in real life they wouldn't hang out with, you know, like my mom with my coworkers or, or whatever. And then, you know, like you observe them and they do goofy stuff and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, there, there's not much to it. But somehow I've sunk dozens and dozens of hours into this game. Just, just what, are you sorry? Sorry, I, I hit my microphone um, unintentionally. Oh, okay. In disgust. Uh, I'm just glad you're okay. <laughs> that was the sound of me falling down in the bathroom. Yeah. And, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, but, I do not record this podcast in my bathroom, people. Oh, yeah. Phew. Because there's been a, a trend of that lately. It's really weird. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like th- this game is just, uh, it's just funny. And I, I'm playing this uh, at the same time as uh, Karen is playing this, uh, my girlfriend. And we're, we're just constantly pointing like at, at these things. Like we, we take pictures of funny stuff that happened. And then after, at the end of the day, we, we just compare, okay, this happened to your mom and this happened to your dad. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's super goofy. Mm. And um, I guess that's where the appeal is. Yeah. Well, it, it's made by crazy people. It is. It's made by the WarriorWare guys. So, yeah. As uh, James hinted at in uh, Radio for Nintendo, it was, you know, they, they probably have access to some substances um, that, that they probably shouldn't. But in the end, they, they just create these wonderful experiences for us. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, Guillaume, we should wrap things up. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. that that's that's sad, but I expected it. It's got to come sometime, man. Mm. You can hear Guillaume on Radio Free Nintendo. Uh, on Indeed. Pretty much every week. I don't know. Pretty much. You're, you're very rarely absent. And uh, anything else you want to plug, Guillaume, while you're here? Or is that it? Oh, boy. No, it's it's pretty much it. Like, unlike Johnny Metz, I, I don't participate in a ton of different podcasts because I I don't have that kind of time. I don't know. Like, <laughs> editing Radio for Nintendo every week is uh, already kind of a... takes away enough of my free time that I, I don't get the urge to, to be in on every podcast ever made, ever. So, um... Yeah, listen to Radio Free Nintendo. It's a great podcast. Uh, even if I, you know, before and after I'm on it, like, anyway, I, I'm saying no, this completely you're impartially. Fine. No, you're all right. You're a valued member of the team, Guillaume. No, no, yeah, no. What I <laughs> what I'm saying is that you know, obviously I'm biased, uh, but even before I was approached to be on it, it was a wonderful podcast, and it will probably remain that way as long as uh, the, the the core people are on it. So. Uh, yeah, listen to Radio for Nintendo, and uh, that's it. Follow me on Twitter, Guillaume NWR. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Super Mario 3D World is copyright 2013 Nintendo. Mashmo is copyright 2012 Nintendo Intelligent Systems. Kirby's Return to Dreamland is copyright 2011 HAL Laboratory Nintendo. Yoshi Touch and Go is copyright 2005 Nintendo. Tomodachi Life is copyright 2014 Nintendo.